Meg stretched herself, obliterating most of Harney and Malheur counties in a gray fog. Then she smiled her Mona Lisa smile. Blue jewel eyes, half closed, and challenged him to do something about it. He did, with a resigned sigh, closing his calculations of days' marches and encampments inside the leather-bound tome, then devoting his attention to a gentle, systematic rubbing, working down from her ears to her tail. Conan Flagg knew himself to be a sucker for blue-eyed females, and this Blue Point Siamese was totally female. But being also very much a lady, she was seldom over-demanding. She indicated her satisfaction with a thrumming purr, and after a few minutes, lapsed into a catnap. He leaned back and rested his eyes, strained with fine print and illegible topographic markings, with a long look out the window to his right. Past the chimneys and roofs of the village, the Pacific Ocean lay shining in the April sun, gray-green, dappled with lavender cloud shadows. To his left, through the one-way glass on the door, he could look into the bookshop and across to the front entrance. His view included the end of the counter and Miss Doby, her determinedly auburn hair in close-ranked curl. She was contending with a horde of youngsters, with her usual inertial efficiency, circling the doer square of her face with a benevolent smile. Beatrice Doby had no great fondness for children, but she thoroughly enjoyed the dinging clank of the ancient cash register registering cash. He was spared that sound, as well as the clamor of exuberant youth. The small sanctum, which he called an office, was soundproofed. Satisfied that Miss Doby needed no assistance, he lit a cigarette and took a moment to savor the Ravel Quartet in F playing on the tape deck, his dark eyes focused on the opposite wall. The Leonard Baskin woodcut was new and deepened the shadows at the corners of his mouth with a smile of pleasure. But a few seconds later, the smile vanished when Miss Doby knocked and hastily opened the door. Sorry, Mr. Flagg, but I just found this on the counter. She handed him a long white envelope. Looks like somebody's trying to save money on postage. He frowned at the address. It was printed with a rubber stamp, the one available at the counter. The Holiday Beach Bookshop and Rental Library, Box 73, Holiday Beach, Oregon. Conan Joseph Flagg, Proprietor. His name was underlined in red, probably with Miss Doby's pen, also available at the counter. The letter inside the envelope was typed on quality bond, a modern typeface, possibly an Olympia electric portable. There was no letterhead, signature, or name on it. Who left it, Miss Doby? She shrugged, her mouth a thin, nonplussed line. I don't know. I was upstairs looking for that Kathleen Norris book for Mrs. Hoskins. Then the school bus dumped the kids just as I got back downstairs. I didn't even notice that letter till I got rid of most of the little... She turned and sighed at one of the youngsters. Danny, please stick to the children's section. Can you remember who was in the shop when... The bell on the counter clanged for attention. Never mind, I'll read it first and see if it's worth the questions. Probably a fan letter, she said, closing the door with an arch smile. Or a billet doux. Typewritten? But she was gone. 
He took a short puff on his cigarette and began reading the letter. Dear Mr. Flagg, forgive me this unorthodox approach, but I find myself in an unusual situation. I need professional assistance of a kind I know you're qualified to offer, although your private investigator's license seems to be a well-kept secret. It isn't so secret that you're majority stockholder of the Ten Mile Ranch Corporation, and as such, I realize you can well afford to turn down any cases that don't excite your interest. This is one reason for my reluctance to commit either my problem or my identity to paper. There are other reasons, but they're part of the problem. All I'm asking is a chance to explain the problem to you in private. Please believe me, that is imperative.